Hi guys and welcome back to today's podcast. I am Taylor, your everyday video editor, and today your Suicide Squad member. And I am Jalen, your local poli sci grad, and today I am a part-time Justice League member. Bravo, good for you. Thank Have you, you saved anyone recently? I've saved millions of lives by giving them my notes on how to study for exams. You're a lame superhero. Eat my shorts. <laughs> and on that note, today we are starting our new format where every week we are going to have a guest who will teach us about the geeky world or some topic within it. And we have our first guest here. I would like him to introduce himself and then answer our new guest question. What are your top three fandoms, franchises, and your favorite character from each of them? Okay, uh, breaking the ice time. Uh, my name's Brent. So for the answer to your question, top three franchises of character. Number one is the Batman franchise. Comics in general, but Batman to represent all of that. I'm going to say... Uh, Real favorite character is Bruce Wayne, Batman, and second favorite, I'd say, uh, honestly, Ratchet and Clank. That's my favorite video game franchise. There's a character in it called the Orvis, and I love him. He's a sweet boy. For my third favorite, I'm going to use as my, uh, forget your fandom of this, uh, my third favorite franchise, I'm going to say Planet of the Apes. I love Planet of the Apes. I love the prequel movies. I love the original. Favorite character, Caesar, because, you know, best boy. Yes, that's what I thought you would say. Today, we are going to be, if I go straight into the topic here, talking about the best Joker, best in whatever form our opinions are, actor, written, concept, and the best live action. Because yes, I love Batman and Joker, and I've seen DC cartoons, but sadly, your host here is very unknowledgeable when it comes to DC cartoons. So that can be another topic once I've improved unfortunately we cannot talk about the beauty that is mark hamill's joker before we start let's just have a baseline of mark hamill is a go great... right ahead inform inform me s triple s super sexy style joker like i think he's the best but like it's it's good to discern live action because i think each have something they bring to the table even ones that you wouldn't think they do and get ready i have hot takes that are gonna get <laughs> Any comments, if they're enabled on wherever, yes, get destroyed. I'm going to be a pariah. Oh, my God. Good morning to all. Well, we got, this is going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. It's going to be real fun. Out the gate swinging. All right. You want to start, honey? I want to start. Do we want to go? I was going to say, do you want to go in, like, chronological order of their appearance? Yeah, like... that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay, let's go, let's go as, as they came out. And no Joker is ever complete without the first Joker, which is Caesar Moran. I can't say his last name. Caesar Romero from the 1966 television series and movie that came out the same year. Exactly. A few years ago, when things were normal, IFC Mm -hmm. would release the 1966 Batman, you know, series every Saturday morning. And seeing Caesar Romero's Joker, it was funny. Like, he definitely encapsulates the clown aspect of it, because obviously True. this is the 1960s, and they're like, well, we need to make this fun for kids. And <laughs> he was fun. I will say, seeing him surf with shorts over his pants is the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, that, that show is just bliss. That show is so perfect. And the movie is so perfect. I 
love him as the Joker. He's the perfect, for all the comic people, it's a perfect Silver Age Joker because it was being made in the Silver Age where comics were all goofy, pushing the limit. So making Joker a goofy prankster in the show made, made sense. I love the small things like the actor didn't want to get rid of his mustache. I know that's such a little thing. I think it adds to the Joker how crazy he is. I love him. Yeah, I agree with everything. Cesar Romano pulled a Henry Cavill True. Superman, but more better. Listen, he, he pulled it off. It was great. This Joker, I love the fact that he's willing to play well with others. You don't get that in a lot of Jokers. Exactly. Since the show, after the show came out, they started ramping up the darkness. And we'll get to that. Yes. yes. Extremely. That's what I'm used to. He has multiple henchmen that aren't like maladjusted. They're just like, oh, I'm a working schmuck. I work for the clown. Exactly. There'd be a different female to accompany him every time. And then the movie, he works together with the other three villains. They become the United Underworld. Riddler, uh, Penguin, and Catwoman. I love one of them where he teams up with Catwoman, mm -hmm. and it's Eartha Kit Catwoman. They get arrested, and somehow they get a lawyer to represent them. I'm like, what <laughs> the heck is this? And I love it. The fact that they actually get a lawyer and are just thrown directly in jail. Exactly. There's a great episode that's so, it's so goofy. It's a great episode that Joker makes an escape during a prison softball game. Oh, yes! <laughs> if I remember correctly, he got out by using the base he was on as a spring yes. over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's I love the... It wasn't my first piece of Batman media, but it was the first, like, voiced one. My mom got me into it, and I loved it. Legal episodes on it on YouTube before everyone cracked down on copyright. True. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I started out Lego Batman the video game, Batman 66. Didn't do anything comic book or Batman-related until high school, then dove headfirst into comics. There is a comic series about the 66 Batman show, and it just pretended like it kept going. Oh, um, my God. The best detail is they have multiple Joker stories. And every time they keep the mustache detail. <laughs> so it just feels like more episodes. This is, this is my pitch for anyone watching this to, to read Batman 66, the comic book. Because they add villains that weren't introduced in the show as if they were part of the show. Oh. Does that include <laughs> Two-Face? Two-Face, Clayface, Bane, Scarecrow. Everyone <laughs> shows up. Batman 66. There are five volumes of the thing. Oh my god, now that is... To cap it off, Caesar Romero Joker just encapsulates everything I love about that show. On to the next one. On to the next one. To the next Joker comes the OG. Yeah, I was gonna say. And that is Jack Nicholson's Joker from 1989 Batman movie. The one that inspired the and animated series true. with you know, Mark Hamill. I Hammer. know that much. <laughs> It was such a big deal, this movie. I saw it when I was like in high school, a little before then, but I instantly fell in love with that Joker. It is such a perfect encapsulation of just pure essence Joker. Tim Burton definitely put a stamp on it, but he's the Joker that feels the most. That's just the Joker. Besides the fact that he has a definitive origin, which a lot of fans will tell you that's heresy. He shouldn't have a definitive origin. And this Joker is clearly named... But I think it adds. I think it's it's an amazing portrayal. I think it is. I think it's great too. Like especially like giving him the Joker as a mob boss or like a henchman for the mom and having him have the name Jack Napier. Like it. It like 
I like a Joker that has some oranges. Obviously, you don't have to give us the full detail, but like... But the vagueness of it yes. worked, and that was a scenario where I think the mob boss actually worked. Yes. Here's the big <laughs> question. How do we feel that it was directly this Joker that led to the death of Bruce's parents? Like, literally, he's the one that pulls the trigger instead of the negular Joe Chill. It's a large adjustment you got to make. It makes sense for the movie. The movie was made as, like, we need to keep this Francis character, but, like, the movie was originally a comedy with Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy as Batman and Robin, but then Tim Burton came on board. It's like, let's make it dark. Let's actually do, like, his first appearances where he was just this creepy gothic man who took out justice. <laughs> they had the original creator of Batman on set. It makes sense it was this dark, eerie, gothic thing. And ha having it be a revenge story made sense to, for the mainstream to digest it more easily. Like, I get that. I love Joe Chill. Or even just a random guy doing it. I love Joe Chill. There are a lot of changes in the movie I don't like. I don't like that Batman's a killer. But that's beside the point. Because this movie is, like Batman himself, aesthetic or not. It does add a lot more dynamics to the whole Batman-Joker relationship in this mm -hmm. scenario. And I do love how, well... If you don't want to count the henchmen in the in Ace Chemical who got who got concluded with Christmas ornaments, <laughs> I mean, we don't even count them anymore. <laughs> we don't. You don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Henchmen don't have villain henchmen don't have rights yet. It's the eighties. <laughs> no man, no. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. Henchman union does not exist yet. Ironically, that henchman was black, and here I am saying he's his, his henchman life didn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Out of all of us, you have the right. Yes, but I do love how when Batman kills this Joker, it does set the tone for him in the later Tim Burton slash um, Schumacher films as, yes, I got my revenge, but I feel hollow inside. This man has definitely taken a lot out of me to the point where, like in the second movie, he's like, he kills a penguin. But now he reflects on it because he's trying to stop Selina from trying to kill Max Shrek. To quote the Mandalorian, this is not the way. But he's reflecting on stuff. He's like, I did this, Jack Napier, and I don't feel any better about myself. Yes, I might have laughed when I, you know, made a circus clown blow up in the second movie, but I still feel bad about this. Batman 89 violence murdering is like Looney Tunes violence. Like a bloodless bloodbath. Yes. Just Very... Tim Burton's thing to do. Batman punching the shit out of the penguin just becomes my favorite epic for everything. I'm like, are you going to hit him? Are you going to hit him? Are you going to hit him? Punch him in the nose, Batman. Another thing to note about Jack Nichols and Joker, I just think how he acted him was perfect. I think only Jack Nicholson can do both of the Prince song scenes. Yes. yes. It was so perfect how he did it. It was just so... He was in complete control the whole time. He was like... To me, his Joker is like a perfect mix between his predecessor and, of course, his successor, we will talk about in a moment. It's the best combination of dark and comedy without being too comedic and too dark and crossing them over and being too dark comedy. Exactly. It's hard to explain exactly what I just said, but it does make sense in my head. Everyone understands what we're saying if you see the movie, because once you see the movie, you're like, oh, he's the Joker. Like, that's the Joker. Every comic and adaptation that's supposed to be like, let's just make Batman stuff. It's just like, we'll do it like how Nicholson did the Joker. That's just the Joker. There's a reason why Batman animated series was just, it's like the, it's like the Nicholson Joker. <laughs> True. 
And you're probably wondering, where can I find these fine items? Here's a gag. Chances are, you bought them already. My favorite line from him. <laughs> this Joker is so, like, it still has an effect today. In fact, there was a comic about a couple years ago where they made joke. it was out, out of continuity, where Batman force-fed Joker these pills that made him go back sane. His name was Jack Napier. The Joker had in his prison cell all these action figures and posters from the 89 movie. Oh my, f oh God. Yes. Batman White Knight. Check that out. Yes. Okay. The, the, the Joker. Heath Ledger's legendary portrayal of the Joker. Let's just jump right in. We just have to say this was the magnum opus of not just Heath Ledger's career, but... That is, in my mind, Heath Ledger. That is the main first Joker I saw growing up. Like, out of everything DC, my family was Batman, Dark Knight. My cousin was so obsessed with it, we watched it, like, over and over and over again on loop when I went to visit her. So I've seen that Joker to the point of insanity, literally. And in, compared to every Joker I've seen, that is what the Joker is. That's what it means. Even if I like another Joker better or worse, that is what I imagine when you say the word Joker. I can imagine the multiple people who were like in shock when they learned that it was Heath Ledger playing the Joker. It's the same way that we felt when we heard Robert Pattinson was playing Batman. We're oh, like, yes, yes. wait a minute, the guy from from Night Table or or Nighttime? I don't know what Twilight. No, no. I thought you were talking about uh... Robert Pattinson. No, yeah. I'm talking about Heath Ledger. He did a, you know, he had some pretty eh movies, like um, as American Dad would say, like Nicolas Cage, but he nailed it in this film and yes. he became a national treasure and i'm just gonna say like the dark knight series is interesting i will say having the joker in the dark knight in between this trilogy it's great to see like one you have a break from the league of shadows it's a it's a very compelling story to look at this various psyche of what is batman and how far he's willing to go to confront the joker because exactly i really liked the dynamic dynamic batman and the joker within this movie compared to like the way Batman's interacted with the Joker in the past. The thing about Heath Ledger's Joker, I think, is will always be there. I think it's it's been dulled over time because we talked about it so much. The Dark Knight movies were made as a response to Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and Warner Brothers High's killed the franchise. Christopher Nolan came in and just went crazy with it. How like gritty and just, he tried to put as much realism as he could to it. And a character like the Joker, which we've all, seen as goof, either been a prankster or a jokey mob boss. He was not the first, I don't think the real first one. It might've been the first one. I want to include all the comics that have happened before, but oh, yes. this was the one that popularized a new interpretation of scary, realistic, could live next door to you chaos agent who just wanted to watch the world burn. Mm -hmm. It's genuinely terrifying when you watch it, especially for the first time. And then the thing that always gets me is, He's not in the movie a lot. No, exactly. not really. As iconic as he is. I think the time was like six minutes, ten max. He's been in that, he was in that movie. What? Yeah. yeah. If you combined all his screen time. And he still leaves the biggest impression that of that movie. He was the breakout. It was a tragedy what happened to him, but it was a beautiful performance. It was something never seen before at that time. It was the start of the realism with the Joker, which I'm a huge realistic realism person if i know that the villain could literally live down the street it makes the movie in my opinion way much better way scarier way i don't know how to word it and he did it realistically 
but not in my opinion going way too far away from what the original Joker Indeed. embodies himself. He was definitely explosive. And I love the fact that, of course, the interrogation room scene is very iconic. <laughs> Especially just watching watching him not only predict the events of Dark Knight Rises, because if you listen yeah. real close, it's like, wow, they really did turn on him. Society did fall apart, ironically, because of League of Shadows, not because of him, but no, sorry. The way he just pushed Batman's buttons in that one scene, and I'm like, aside from Return of the Joker, we've never really seen Joker really hit Batman that hard. And of course, the next time we see that would be Superman and Justice. But like, this guy is truly different with his subtle word, with subtle words and everything. It's it's an amazing. It's amazing. How I always view the Joker is I like my movies and comics movies, particularly not as realistic. I like them a little bit jokey. So this the hyper realistic Joker. It still works for me because I can still go. That's the Joker. He doesn't have a lot of the campy goofiness that I associate with him, but. If I were to think, what would the joke be like in real life? This is the closest it would come. But it's also, it's not like the character isn't goofy. It's just every time he is goofy, you realize, oh, I can also blow up. Or like, he'll stick like a razor blade in my mouth. Or he'll put a pencil in my eye. He's insane, but not like <laughs> as mentally insane as you would think a realistic joker. Yes. Like, I'm in a padded room. I've lost my mind. Or he'll visit me in my hospital and um, try to make awkward small talk to my burnt half face. <laughs> it's so, it's a great performance. How is it the best realistic interpretation of the Joker? I don't think anything that's tried to do what this movie did ever came close. It's funny you should mention that because, of course, there's, of course, we have, to, once we get to Joker with um, Joaquin Phoenix, I want to have a comparison with this. Yeah, no, same. Because we're going to have, this is going to be an interesting overall podcast because we have two different opinions. You like comedy. I am extreme realism, dark person. So this is going to get interesting as we go on. As we hit the zenith of, well, the possible zenith of Jokers. Mm hmm. We have to go downhill with Tiberius. Oh, sorry, that's an emperor. I meant um, Jared Leto, Joker in Suicide Squad. Ugh, don't mention it. Just don't. Okay. I don't like him either. I get the feeling we're all not fans. Not many people are. But I want to say positive stuff about every Joker. Yes. So I did find some things about this Joker I did like. Okay. Not a lot, and they're kind of small, incidental things, but it's still... Jared Leto, he's, no, he's just a real-life vampire, so he was perfect for Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> he runs a cult somewhere with his band. I don't know. D don't let him pull an Ezra Miller. Just, just, just feed him, like, random things of pig's blood and we're fine. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> just make more Morbius' movies. It's fine. Yes. The things I liked about Joker, I did like. This is from Comic Fan. The directors and writer are clearly trying to make the new 52 Joker, specifically called Endgame, where if you look at that drawing of the Joker, they have the same hair, they have the same like mannerisms, definitely going crazy. Another good thing about Jared Leto Joker, this was the first Joker to ever give us a Harley. Yes. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Well, a Harley in the movies. I don't think we had a Harley in any live action show. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey gave us... Like a weird, like, psychic Harley who had, like, powers. Okay, I need to watch that now. But then the concept of Harley, though, I had, remember I told you that opinion I had on it the other day, is because 
he is more of a pimp as i said the other day i'll have to bleep this <gasps> boy situation and not like an asylum patient i think it takes away from harley because instead of her being like the character she usually is in love with this crazy dude she just likes his hot pimp yeah i agree with that the thing about Jared Leto's Joker, there's a scene in the movie where he's wearing like a full suit and tie and he has a gun and he's just shooting it, screaming, laughing. <laughs> there's even deleted scene. If you've seen the, one of the trailers, they had a scene where he had like part of his face like charred off and he was in the suit still, which that's a direct lift from the Endgame story of Batman with the Joker. The tattoos deduct from it. He didn't, this Joker felt like he was trying to prove itself after Heath Ledger's performance and it just didn't work. If he, I wish he just did his own thing. It felt like they were trying to make the modern day realistic. Yeah. It's, the evil realism is of today's kind. I mean, it's definitely like a younger portrayal of Joker, which in this case is kind of, is kind of weird because there's like, you have this young looking Joker, but a more gruff Batman. How does that dynamic that, work? That was, the, that was also the problem. Yeah. He's not as bad as it seems, but it was the combination of everything. Yeah. Like, you needed everything to be equalized. Yeah. It, it's a Death of a Thousand Cuts situation where just, like, all these little things about the Joker. It's the writing, directing, the outfits, this purple snake skin, like, overcoat. That's okay. But the no shirt, the sweatpants, no shoes. All the gold pink <laughs> The grills and this yeah, map. The grill. No, you're not. No. No, you're not, you're not on MTV's cribs. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't steal this money and go to become an MTV No, you st- No, you go buy hyenas. You go buy, you go buy another Bob from the discount henchman store, and then you call it a franchise. Are you better looking than the young Justice Joker? Of course you are. Well, yes. And I'm not, as we say all this, not complaining, but like stuff we don't like about it, I am not taking away from Jared Leto. I think he did what he was supposed to do for the way that character was written. He played the character that was supposed to be played. I want to add on to that. Another good thing about this Joker, like just, he was the first Joker to be the franchise Joker. He was in Suicide Squad, reference in Birds of Prey. He was in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Not to have a franchise, because we have one. He was the first Joker to have a franchise. Yeah. But... It was the first one to be like a universe's Joker. Like he's going to be the one here, here. Subsequently, they like cut him out. Obviously have a new one, but we'll get to him. (laughs) Yes, I definitely give him that props. And I don't think he was directed well in any of them. I don't want to get into Snyder Cut's talk because I don't want to kill this show as soon as it comes out. Oh my God. So you're anti-Snyderist? Is that what we're saying? Is I am not saying? anti-Snyderist. I am anti-bad interpretations of my favorite characters. <laughs> so <laughs> you're so you're a geek. <laughs> I respect. Here's the thing. I respect those re- interpretations existing. Yeah. We're all allowed to make interpretations. I think we're all allowed to give our like. Here's my take on the character, and then but I also feel like I have the right to call it. Ah! If it's. There's points when you go too far. Yes. Like, there's the character, and then there's you on the other side of the globe. Yeah, that is is true. (laughs) Of course. It's just what it it is. More things about Jerry Little Joker. I'm trying to find positive things. This was the first Joker to have implied, like, not implied, but to have a deeper relationship with Batman, to have that kind of, is Joker in love with Batman? That is a a thing in the comics where, like, people have posed. Yes. Joker's in love. That's the only thing that makes him happy is 
fighting and being against the Batman. So this is the first Joker. Granted, not well done, which is really crude jokes, but... All right, it was still brought up. Although, I have to ask you the question. Yes. Jared Leto's Joker is the main Joker of the DC Cinematic Universe. And as we saw in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, this universe had a Jason Todd that fell to this Joker. Are you happy with this result? Do you think that it's this Joker? Or do you believe that it could be, like, as you say in the comics, there's been a series where there's only been three Jokers when... Don't tell me we have a multiverse situation in the DC world. It's not a multiverse. (laughs) Okay, there's a lot of stuff to unpack there as a comic fan. Uh, Let's start first. Another thing about the Joker is, yes, this is the first Joker we had. We had a dead Robin. This is something he was famous for in 19... It was either 88 or 89 that he killed Jason Todd, the second Robin, which they then adapted into the DCEU slash the Snyderverse off screen so we didn't see it, which was kind of... I can't believe we took the death of Jason Todd for granted in this universe. It is a very seminal storyline that, like, yeah, it could be adapted. It had a great animated movie based off it. Yeah. Yes. Is it something I wish I saw instead of just having it be implied the whole time? Yes. There was also many theories. I even came up with a bunch of theories of like, maybe this is like, this Joker isn't really like the Joker Joker. It's like a mind-controlled Tim and like he killed Jason because they reversed the Robins. Oh my God. That is, that is interesting. <laughs> Actually, it's not a multiversal story. It's a book that says, no. There have been three different Jokers this whole time in the single timeline. Jared Leto Joker, there's potential and kind of a lot of people squandered it. And I think we should just let him be. I think I don't want to give him another chance because he got one. And I think he's, he has better things. If by that, I mean Morbius and, you know, Morbin time, funny joke, get the laws, like the things. Characters that fit him better. Yes, he does. Next thing you know, he becomes, he's the new Jimmy Olsen. My God. Is it even a Jimmy Olsen in the DC Cinematic Universe? Yeah, he is. He's in Batman vs. Superman. He's in the opening scene. He gets murdered. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they killed Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, they do. What the? My name's Special Agent Jimmy Olsen. We're here to escort you through enemy territory. Bam! <laughs> Go and watch the movie. That's Jimmy Olsen. James Olsen. What the hell, yeah. Zack Snyder? <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how dark it is. We kill Superman's best pal in the opening scene. I can't say. Oh, thank God. What is wrong? I want to say, as a Batman fan, I actually quite enjoyed Ben Affleck's portrayal a lot. It was flawed. I, I feel like the killing was even worse than the Keaton stuff. I feel like giving Batman guns was a bad idea. But the idea of doing the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Batman with Ben Affleck Fit very well. I thought he was an amazing, he was a perfect Bruce Wayne whenever he was Bruce Wayne. I want to put that out there. Snyder Bros, I don't hate. I just criticize from afar in my comfy, comfy couch. I, I, I kind of get where you're coming from. To me, again, he represents the Frank Miller Batman, but I also like the OG original Batman comics. He did have a gun. Straight up, he did. He was like the shadow. He had a gun. He straight up shot people. Two or three years in the comic, they were like, don't. We can't use guns for any character. But just kind of stuck because people realize, you know, this kid who watched his parents die from gun violence, he probably wouldn't use guns. Although... He beats people to- <gasps> but he doesn't 
completely kill them. Yes, although when it comes to the parademons, you you do have to kill them. Some comics do this like, well, aliens don't count, so we can kill them, but it's fine. <laughs> alien. <laughs> See, alien life. Oh my god. Unless you're Kryptonian. Alien lives matter. Except, unless you're Kryptonian, then he don't. Depending on how sentient they are, he won't kill them if they're like Kal-El. Yet, he has a plan to kill Superman if he goes hostile, so it's like... That's because he grew hostile. I mean, he also is a paranoid man that's like, I need to prepare for everything. It's like that Kylo Ren meme. Mook, I can't kill my own father. Could you kill your own nephew? Sure, I can do that. <laughs> Batman, I can't kill my own best friend. What if he turns evil? Oh, I'm gonna put him down downtown real soon. <laughs> this is also the Batman episode I will inevitably come back for. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is so happening. The next live action Joker, and let's go with the movies. Joker's first ever solo original film, Oscar winning Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my god. I have thoughts. <laughs> I never thought we would get a villain story from any perspective, but Joker was one of them that had to get its own film. And I love how it dives into his past, but of course, is not 100% there. And I just love the fact that he's. Similar to Jack Napier, to Jack Nicholson's Joker, he's slightly responsible for the death of Bruce's parents. Yeah. And the fact that he actually may, tries to make a young Bruce Wayne laugh, I wonder if in his mind he's like, this clown reminds me of this clown I met as a kid. He looks so familiar. Oh my goodness. Or what I was saying about it, usually when people say, who is your favorite Joker? I go directly to him because I am such a realistic Type person. I want to feel like the villain's living down the street with a mental issue and is going to come over and destroy me. He is a real person. It makes it scarier and then you feel more connected to the character. As I was saying that the other day and today, I realized that when you say Joker, I do not think of him. And in my mind, until he gets more integrated with Batman and everything, I don't think I'll truly be like, this is Joker. It's almost like he's a completely separate character that I love his storyline for. I love him, but he also doesn't feel like the Joker at the same time. But he's the best realistic version of a DC villain. I have very complicated thoughts about him. If anyone wants to try and combine my complicated thoughts into a real statement. I would like to jump in. So Joker 2019. I was skeptical they could even do a Joker solo movie. I actually disagree with you, Jalen, in my perspective. I didn't think Joker was the one to give a solo movie. It was obvious from the money perspective, but story-wise, all the Joker stories we've read are intrinsically tied to Batman. And if you do an origin, well, then every fan's going to be mad because Joker's not supposed to have an origin. And if he is, it's supposed to be multiple choice, like the Killing Joe comic. True. When I saw this movie, and, I was, and, I'm, not a, and I'm a fan of like, yeah, let's give Joker an origin. It's fine. It's okay to learn some things about his history. Probably don't say everything. But once you see this movie, it's if for a long, for when you're watching it, it's like, I don't need Batman. It's weird. Exactly. I want this show to fight a Batman, 100%. But in the story that was told, it didn't need a Batman. It was amazing. And it also adapted a lot of Joker scenes from comics, obscure ones at that. Yes. Exactly. J.M.D. Mateus wrote Batman Going Sane, which when you read that story, a lot of that book is in Joker 2019. Go read it. There's a, it's Joker in the story. He go he goes sane, so he's back to being a normal person. His alias is Joseph Kerr, <laughs> but then he meets a woman, and like in the movie, not like yeah. like in the movie, but like there's a reason they thanked him for writing in in for the movie. Thanked him for writing the comic book that inspired the movie. That's why he got a special thanks. 
You mentioned Heath Ledger is in The Dark Knight a lot, and he's still on an Oscar for it because it was perfect sick most minutes. This Joker, he had no one to bounce off of, a Batman-wise. He carried this movie. That's why he's an amazing Joker. Yes. yes. The movie itself, like, as I was saying, is an amazing Joker, but because it is so good and doesn't need Batman. No, no, he is. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to say, does he still feel authentically like the Joker or like a very obscure version that if you don't know the Joker, then this could be a whole different thing. That's just really, really good movie, but a whole different concept. But I, mean, I think that even remains to be seen because as we now know, it's getting a sequel. If it's even successful, even more so, we might get a third one that will have a Batman. There was interviews with the director of like, yeah, a Batman can exist in this universe. Straight up, we can do it. So it's like, are you building to a confrontation with the Batman? Is that your plan? I think it'd be a good idea. You make the Joker the main character, but you still have Batman. You flip-flop it. Batman, as much as you would have a Joker, and the Joker, as much as you would have a Batman, this is the Joker's story, and that's right. I always state nowadays that he's my favorite. Yes, and if they do go with this route, I definitely want to see Batman from Joker's perspective because it's almost like when we, you know, when you play the original Lego Batman games yeah. where you play as the villains, you're like, oh my God, it's like, it's so funny. No, exactly. That's what I love about that stuff where you get the deep personal, this guy is not just crazy. Well, he's crazy, he's mentally crazy, but you understand why, what his perspective on the Batman is and not... He's just not a figure with a gun to punch you in the face. It's not unprecedented that we had Joker stories be from his perspective. There have been two ongoing Joker comic books, and he's gotten plenty of graphic novels just about him. So there is a draw from. It's not unprecedented. I just know a lot of comic books, so that's my wheelhouse. Buy these books I recommend, whoever is listening. I am not in any way affiliated with DC Comics. Marvel, I like you too. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I lean more DC because DC takes risks. They, they do, I, you can say I, that. I, I honestly love them both. I don't want to yeah. do a It's I love them both. I read too many indie comics to say even just Marvel and DC. Exactly. I like the paper with the images and the funny characters. Oh, look at them, they're so funny and sad. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yes. If they make the third one a movie, the third you know, movie a musical similar to the second one, I just want the Joker to sing suddenly life has new meaning to me when he sees Batman for the first time. I just needed to say that. I know you're making a joke, but actually, let's, let's digest it. The second one is being confirmed as a musical. The first one was a musical. There was, it wasn't like he sang any song. Well, no, yeah. it was a cinematic. He did sing a song at the end, so it happened. Soundtrack musical. Yes. And reports are saying that's how the musical stuff is going to happen in the second one. It might have one musical number, but Joker the musical isn't a terrible idea. Part of me wishes they didn't say anything about it being a musical. I know, it just needed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. But no wonder he is my favorite Joker. The second one is going to be a musical. This is coming from your host who has a second podcast all about musical theater. So I, I just, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it from the beginning. Yes. Joker musical isn't a is a great idea. In fact, there have been musical jokers and cartoon shows. There was originally supposed to be a. I'm going to talk about this. The only time I'm going to bring this up, there was actually supposed after the '89 movie, there was supposed to be Batman the musical on Broadway. Oh my gosh! The songs are leaked and out there. I need to look that up. Joker had a villain song. Of course he did. Meat, I think Meatloaf wrote music for this musical. Yes. 
I think I heard about this somewhere now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I have heard about this. I think of just more things to say. I thought the acting, the fact that he also put his body through, they had to film in like, I don't know how long. It was shortened because uh, he was starving himself to get the bony look. Yeah. Yeah, actor appreciation, actor dedication. Yeah. That guy, Joaquin Phoenix put himself through, uh, he, he knows how to make it work. It's ironic that the day before I watched Joker, I was watching Gladiator. I'm like, this guy is a beast when it comes to being a crazy Roman. But how does he? How does he do the the clown piece of crime? I'm like, I know if we're going into acting level or ability with these guys. He knows what he's doing. We talked about give or take Leto have been acting great. I just think the fact that both Heath and Joaquin won Oscars for this character, both for completely different amounts of time in the film, is bonkers. Yes, true. So that's in which does Heath deserve his Oscar. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Because the fact is, yes, if he had, if he was in there for between six to ten minutes, that much short screen time, oh and God. he gave that high level of quality of performance, that is awesome. Because like the fact is, he was unpredictable. You didn't know whether he was gonna make a quick joke, kill you, or make you hauntingly scared with a god dang recording video. God damn it. The way he just says, look at me. Then deep, angry voice, demonic voice, look at me. I'm like, the fact that that scared Michael Caine. In the Caine. entire series, he was in it for 23 minutes. Okay, 23 minutes? Okay, it's still not, okay. You know, it's I'm still glad. not much. It's not much, but still. But getting back on subject, Joaquin, the perfect Joker coming out for a new Joker franchise. I'm excited. I'm really excited for Joker 2. The only thing, the only nitpick I can make about this movie isn't about the movie all is this i wish wb were a little smarter and had more faith in other things where this would start a series of villain movies because i was yes hoping that instead of joker 2 we got the next movie luthor or yes yes you were right that's what i would want that's what i would want yes the joker is a good is one of those iconic villains but you have to have an indie film about lex luthor the fact is this is the guy that is the arch nemesis for a f- oh! god and it's like yo because seeing it like going to side luther's mind is interesting especially when you get his backstory where either he's going bald at young or his dad just says you know either get way, out that, that would be amazing i love villain origin movie. yes i love batman in the franchise i love the joker he isn't my favorite batman though Ooh. no because He's just the most iconic. Four other Batman villains I like more than the Joker. Yeah, he's just the most iconic, so that's what everyone He's the about. most iconic. Who's your favorite four? Because I know you said Killer Moth as one of them. Oh, no, no, that's a joke one. That's just because I like him because he was in the Lego game. But he's also funny. <laughs> My top five Batman villains. Joker, Clayface, Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Scarecrow. I can agree with the Scarecrow because definitely if you did it, you could pull him off to make him a horrific horror movie villain, like because he already has a scythe and he has like yeah, the fear toxin. Like if you did like a slasher movie mixed with a psychological horror, and like you really need Batman, for it. I that. had somebody run from him, it'd be great. That's a that's another podcast subject of what villain movie else could be there. But so many, so many. I need them. I'm, I'm here for all of them, but there are two more actors I want to talk about. I don't know. Okay, can... go for it. We just saw in The Batman, spoilers for The Batman, at the end, we saw a glimpse of the new Joker. 
for that franchise by Barry Keoghan. And then the scene that got deleted of that Joker came out on YouTube. You can go watch it right now. So that's technically a Joker that's now out. Technically. Yes. And I'm excited. Joker fatigue is a real thing because we have so many of them. He's everywhere. Everyone loves those clowns. But I trust Matt Reeves to, he only straight up, he told us he's coming at it from a different direction. He didn't base it off any specific comic yet. His inspiration was the Joker's original inspiration. The 19, I think it was the 40s or 30s movie, the silent movie, The Man Who Laughs. Yes. And he said he was born with the same condition. Born with a permanent grin. And I'm sure he fell in some acid because you don't get that kind of hair from not fall acid. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of spin-off shows and talks for this universe. I hope he's in one of them. Yes. Reportedly an Arkham Asylum TV show. Thank you, God. I need that. Yes. There's two or three shows confirmed to spin off of the Batman. Arkham Asylum, which originally was the GCPD show, but now it's Arkham Asylum. And there are talks about Catwoman. Yeah, obviously, she she needs a spin-off. The one that's most confirmed is Penguin. That's going to start shooting soon. I think next year. Yeah, no, I've heard about that one. I hope Joker... I don't want him to be a villain in the second one. I really don't. Don't make him villain in the Batman 2. If you can hold restraint and make more than three, put him later. But if you can only make three, put him as the villain in the third one. Do it like Arkham the Games, where it's every villain that's in that madhouse, and Joker's running it. Yes. That. Yes. <laughs> That needs to happen at some point. Just yes, everyone. I mean, it would be even better if they built up a rogues gallery through like multiple movies, not just Batman, but like we get the Batman, we get the Nightwing, we get the Robin, and each of those movies bring out a new villain and he gets locked in Arkham Asylum, and then we end the entire thing with an end game, but it's Arkham Asylum. Yes, please. My buddy had a great idea of like, oh, they built an Arkham Asylum movie, so I'm taken from that. Thank you. No, Batgirl. Batgirl has died. Have you heard? I know Batgirl it has, is dead. I know it has died, but also, like, obviously we don't want to go the route of the Killing Joke movie where, yeah, we don't want to go that route, but it's still interesting, okay? Batgirl Sorry. has died. That would have been great, though, if, like, each Batgirl movie was a different Batgirl, because there have been three of them. DC, things are happening over there right now. So, Brendan Fraser was Firefly in that as well. What the hell? My heart is hurting. You gotta replace it with something good. The last live-action Joker. And I think we know where you're going. This is actually my favorite. And he couldn't even be called the Joker. They couldn't use the name Joker. Ladies and gentlemen, remember Gotham, the TV show? Yes. (laughs) As you all know, that show, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I think it gets better near the end. But the highlight of the entire show is Cameron Monaghan playing... We're going to call him the Joker, but we can't call him the Joker. Playing Jerome, Jeremiah, and just Jay. This is where Three Jokers comes in. He didn't technically play three different people. He played two different people. This is the only actor in the same property who can do three different interpretations of the same character. Yes, indeed. My favorite is Jerome Valeska. I think that's peak Joker in live action. I know he's not wearing the makeup, but this kid, he was young at the time nailed a lot of what made the Joker Joker. Yes, especially when he cut off his face. <laughs> he did that! That's a story! They adapted that story from comics! Joker cut off his face to prove that man! We are who we... Prove a point! <laughs> I need to prove a point here. There goes my face. He leather-faced himself. <laughs> I think Jerome is the top-tier live-action Joker. He definitely elevated the series when he showed up. 
His first episode's great. If you want to look up the best Joker scene, he plays Russian roulette. Oh, yes. He's playing Russian roulette, Jerome Valeska, some of the best Joker content. You've got to get past some, at times, even crazier than Riverdale stuff. Yeah. It's easier and cringe, but if you stay with it, you'll get some good stuff. What? No, I think Gotham was Fox, actually. It was? Gotham was Fox. Yeah. I just went to CW because most of the DC stuff that's not as good ends up on the CW. Do you think CW could handle O Gotham anything? No. No, that's why Gotham Knights is cancelled. Exactly. CW's like... CW's dying. <laughs> yep. No, 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 it is. WB came on and said, like, the CW's done. We're getting rid of it. It never made any profit, ever. Oh, what? my God. Oh. So, basically... This is real. So, basically, we've been watching Riverdale for this long, and it didn't do jack... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Your views don't help the CW. You got me into this show about 1950s characters that from when the time my grandma was a kid reading those comic books. Oh, my God. I feel my... My life is wasted. Your life is wasted? I showed you one episode, and then you got into it. That's not my fault. No more Superman and Lois? No, that still has happened because that's an HBO Max joint venture. Thank God. It might be. It might also be canceled. No. You have the luck. No, that just means Flash, Supergirl. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. We can't say that right away because a lot of, a lot of other DC projects are in flux right now. Because it just merged with Discovery. It became a corporate yes. merger. They have no idea how to do stuff right now because they canceled Batgirl. Discovery Plus wasn't doing well, so Discovery Plus and HBO Max are the same thing now. Oh my god. Every DC project is in peril right now. Along with a lot of stuff. A lot of the animated stuff's in peril. We don't know what's going on with the new Batman cartoon. Jesus Christ. Hold on. I need to go to church. I need to pray that, for the love of God, Dizzy does not pray on DC. I don't want Superman or I'm Batman. I'm still there with HBO. It's just Discovery could take over a couple of things. Discovery's not Disney. That's fine. Dear Lord, I don't want my superheroes to be on the mountain. It's not going to be Disney. You can't have Marvel and DC owned by the same people. That is your one favorite thing about the Joker. <laughs> I know, that's a hard question. I can't answer that. I love the fact that each Joker has a great fashion sense. And also, the one thing I love about the Joker is that he has no considerable weakness. If you love their fashion sense, who is your favorite Joker outfit? I'm going to have to say Jack Nicholson because the fact that that guy's outfit has like a bunch of tricks and doodads in it is like, that. I would want that. That outfit's the best because of the hat. The hat. Yes, the hat. The hat makes it. And the fact that he could use a feather to kill a guy, that's like Inspector Gadget turned evil without the mechanics. It's so good. I guess to wrap it up for me, because I'm a comics guy, if I, had to, if I had to say anything about the Joker to show why I like him, I would just have to say... Read Batman White Knight, Batman Going Sane, and read Batman the Man Who Laughs. Those are the best Joker stories, in my opinion. I didn't mention Killing Joke, so I'll get chastised for that, but <laughs> one's read Killing Joke. Killing Joke is the one I always hear about. You should read it, or watch the animated movie. And by that I mean, skip the first 30 minutes of the animated movie until the actual Killing Joke happens. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to know what happens in the first 30 minutes. The first half of the movie is a bad Batgirl storyline. It is an adaptation, word for word, of the story. Oh, wow. So just skip the first 30 minutes and you have just like an episode of TV. Exactly. <laughs> and I just like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Exactly. Exactly. From what I've been told. Yes. Yes, my DC animated knowledge needs to expand. Now, this is not mentioning the Batman who laughs. 
not Batman the man who laughs, the Batman who laughs, which is a completely edgy character that's a Jokerized Batman. Yes. Oh, it is so edgy. I love him, but I also hate him now. I used to love him. Now I hate him because he's in everything. And now he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he's been overused. It is a great storyline. Basically, the Joker Venom or the Joker sickness is taking over Batman because that's the Joker's last hurrah. Well, yes, that's what I... I thought from the way it was described. And <laughs> with Bruce's paranoid mind of like, I need to make sure I have continuity and everything, because he's starting to turn evil, he turns all the Robins into mini Jokers. He basically KOs the entire Justice League, basically gets Superman to kill Lois and his kid, and before he kills Superman with Kryptonite. With Black Kryptonite. That's where he peaks as a character. And then he gets worse from there. Thank you both. For having me on. It was fun. I'm glad to be the inaugural guest of the first episode of Geek Speak. I think it's the first episode. Hi guys. This is our new format. There is two other episodes that we recorded a year ago at this point. When we tried to make this podcast before it failed. But if you are here today, this is our first episode with our new format where every week we will have a guest. You have met our first guest and listened to this whole concept of our format now. So come back in the future for more many different topics many interviews with different people give us your ideas we're gonna do a best batman like batman deep dive episode at some points if you want us to deep dive into any other characters let us know you can't do it with marvel most of the characters are the same person i'm less want to do the fantastic four <laughs> you can do that that's the only one you can oh, really do spider-man spider-man you can do spider-man yes and then you can actually do Professor X, and or um, Magneto. Yeah, it works better with DC. So if anyone wants us to do any of that stuff, let us know. We're here. We're cool. This was fun. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to talk about my favorite franchise. I'm glad to make some hot, spicy takes that get people mad. If anyone is mad, let us know. Yes. I want to hear your opinions. I don't care how brutally honest they are. Let them have it. Yes, indeed. As our inaugural guest, Mr. George Washington. George Washington, I thought he was Jesus. Well, he's our first guest, so he's 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 George Washington. <laughs> no one's gonna get these jokes, as they're not gonna probably see this. I know, right? From that, imagine what he looks like. We have George Washington, Jesus. Make your own thoughts. <laughs> he crossed the Delaware on his bare feet to bless the British with his defeat. Thank you both for having me. Uh, I love seeing you guys. Always have me on whenever you can. I love this. It's fun. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen. And we will see you in the future. I hope so.